0: What's going on guys? My name is Jeremy Graves. I'm a level three certified CrossFit trainer and former CrossFit affiliate owner. I would like to welcome you to the Elevate Trainer Development Podcast. I've been a full-time trainer for over 10 years now and I've worked with everyone from pro athletes to 90 plus year old seniors. As a member of the CrossFit HQ training staff, I have access to some of the best coaches within our fitness industry. Join us each week as we discuss everything that leads to being a better trainer. We hope you leave educated, inspired, and most importantly, elevated to new heights. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode two of the Elevate Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything that has to do with being a better trainer. Last week, we posted our very first episode and, um, it was a it was a nerve-wracking day for me, but it was really exciting to see people um, listening to it. But then it was really humbling to uh, listen and, and watch people reach out to me and maybe even post pictures that they were taking notes or really just taking the things we talked about to heart. Um, that's great. I mean, I had said before, if one person listens to this and finds it useful and feels like they get something from it, then that's really all I can wish for and, and I'll be happy. You know, I don't need, you know, hundreds or thousands of people to hear this for me to feel like I'm doing my part. I had mentioned in the last episode that when I got started in all this, I pretty much had to figure things out on my own. And if I could have somebody doing something like this back then, I mean the this whole podcast thing, um everybody being a resource, you know, and, and there being just information everywhere. It was a little bit harder to find. So now I hope I can just be another one of those resources for people as they are on their journey within the coaching world or fitness world. So um, it was a great uh, response, and I really appreciate it to that first week. Today, um, what I want to talk about, though, is I want to talk a little bit about programming and not just the typical like, oh, this is what we say about programming and this is what we think about programming but really, the the why and the the what the heck are we talking about when we say programming? Um, behind all that, and help you possibly um, do a better job training your clients for what it is they're looking to get out of their time with you. I think that's the biggest problem when it comes to programming is trainers especially newer trainers try to put too much of their preferences what they like what they don't like uh, what they're good at what they're not good at what their fitness goals are into their work with their clients and that is a it's a good habit to get rid of uh, sooner rather than later so this won't be the 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 Typical, I mean, we there's a bunch of rabbit holes that we could end up going down. I'm going to try to stay on point here uh, and read off of my notes. We will probably have completely separate episodes um, off of different elements that we talk about here. So don't worry, we're going to talk more about programming for GPP. We'll talk more about programming specifically for sport um, and different sports um, on different episodes. But today, we're basically going to break down um, programming and what it is and why we do it Um, and so I think that that's maybe the first thing to address is is what is programming why are we doing it and what are we talking about and what we're really talking about when we talk about programming or um, writing training programs and this is not going to be just about you know if you're a CrossFit coach this is going to be if you're a trainer you know obviously I feel like most of the people that I'm talking to here are CrossFit trainers at some level, either a brand new coach, they just did their level one or they just did their level two or maybe you're about to do or you did your level three or um, maybe you're just looking at going on and, and getting started and you're interning somewhere. So I'm not just gonna talk about CrossFit's prescription on programming, this isn't that discussion. This discussion is what does it mean to write a training program as a trainer working with a client base regardless of who they are and that's the first distinction we have to make when it comes to programming what you're talking about is writing workouts and and the first question you have to ask yourself is who are you training am i training you know a professional athlete regardless of the sport right now just doesn't matter right professional football player or am i training you know maurice who's 82 years old, and he's just trying to stay moving. These two people are going to be worked with different, right? In some ways, really different. In some ways, a little bit different. Um, and then, so we, we know who we're training, right? And then you have to ask yourself, well, what are we training for? So those are, those are the two questions we're asking ourselves. And and as I, if you hear some clicking here, you'll you'll be taking some notes while we're doing this. But the first thing we're, we're asking ourselves is, you know, why are we training? And the second thing, or, or it doesn't, you know, I guess it doesn't really matter. Right? let's uh, we said the first thing was who are we training, and the second part was why are we training? Okay, so those are our two questions that we're going to keep coming back to that we're going to be trying to answer as we are going through this little process. Who are we training? And why? So, once you've asked yourself those two questions, now you can start to build a training program for them. And you need to take a lot of things into consideration. This will be a whole different, um, again, podcast. But after we have, um, okay, we we make an agreement, we're going to work together, we're going to train, you're going to get a whole bunch of information on this person, and you're going to figure out it's, it's like one of these intake forms, right? Park you that most trainers um, probably already have on file something they already have built, something put together, where you're gonna ask a bunch of questions everything under the sun, from what sort of physical limitations they have to what sort of medications they're on that could um, you know affect the way that you need to work with them uh, because they could have some sort of reaction um, to the stimulus, so all of these questions you're going to be asking and you're going to get a picture of what this person looks like. Again, you might have a professional athlete who is in perfect health and you might have a grandfather who is pre-diabetic or has some sort of condition that is going to limit his you know, ability to perform aerobically at a high level. So whatever it is, you're going to get a picture of this person. After you get a picture of what your client is physically, you're then gonna ask them this question what do you want out of this if it's a professional athlete you know it's gonna be to perform at the highest possible level so they can get paid the most and get a new contract or whatever it is maybe they're a collegiate they're trying to make a team whatever right you'll get that picture if it's grandpa again, he just wants to keep picking up the grandkids and running around and being the cool grandpa as long as he can or he's you know trying to stay out of uh Having to have someone else come take care of him, like maybe some of his friends. You're going to get the why. And once you get these two things, you can start to put it together. And again, nowhere do we talk about what you like to do. Nowhere did I mention what your style of training is, how you work out on your one hour off in the middle of the day. Like that, none of that is any part of this. You like to do CrossFit or you run marathons or you do triathlons. Like That does not matter at all when it comes to putting together a training program for someone else. You have to take all that and put it aside and look at this objectively as a professional who's got a lot of different tools in their toolbox. And this is where I think maybe people, we've talked about this before, having an open mind. Oh, I hate CrossFit. CrossFit's stupid. You're limited. You're already a step behind. I hate yoga. Yoga's stupid. You're limited. You're already a step behind. And I'm not coming at this throwing stones at anybody else. Crossfitters are notoriously terrible at this. Oh, Crossfit's the only way. Doing Crossfit's the only way. No. Like within the fitness industry, there are so many different tools that you can use to put into your toolbox to address a different task. If I was a contractor and I said, I only use screwdrivers, that's all, I mean, there's a lot of things I'm not going to be able to do or to, I'm not going to be able to address appropriately, right? So to be a good contractor, you try to give yourself access to as many tools as possible. The more tools you have, the better you'll be able to address different jobs. So let's not get into the discussion, like obviously I'm a fan of CrossFit, I, I coach CrossFit, I work in CrossFit affiliates, I work for CrossFit, yeah, but that that's not what we're talking about here, we're talking about having all the tools a trainer could possibly have, right? And that's not even just talking about um, where you train, I'm talking about methodology, me- methodologies that you're familiar with and different protocols you're able to call upon and uh, take a client through because it might be better for them. So, okay, with all that being said, now let's get into um, the nitty-gritty of this situation. So we've got a client, we've met with them initially, and we've decided we're going to work together. We've um, gone through our intake form where we've gotten the picture of them physically. We know what their health concerns are, we know what their limitations are, we know what their physical background is, regardless of what that is. All right, we have a snapshot of them as a, as a human, and then we've asked them, what is it you're looking to get from our program? Right, this is typically gonna go th- through two tracks. Right, We said it was um, this general physical fitness, GPP, right? and general physical preparedness is usually the term that we use, or some sort of sport-specific application. So now once we have that we know what our what our goals are and we can start to build the path to those goals. Right? What is it the clients looking to get from our time together? So let's talk about the I would say the first track that most of us are going to find ourselves on working with clients and that and that is that GPP track. Because once we have the goal and we can, we can start to build the appropriate path towards achieving those goals, and let's make this a little more um, appropriate because obviously yeah, 28 um, year old professional athlete and 82 year old, of course, yeah, it's easy to say they're going to look different. but let's say we have 32 year old 32 uh, year old John, right? He's 32, and he is uh, an, an investment banker, right? And then we also have uh, 32-year-old, Mark, and Mark's in the NFL, right? So we have two guys. They're the same age, and they have two completely different um, – sets of needs that we have to address. Right? So, I can tell you this right now. This is maybe our biggest problem. If you try to train Mark, who's the NFL player, right? Like you train John or what you're beliefs are that John should be doing, Mark's not going to be very successful and you're probably going to get fired. If you try to train John, which is typically what happens the same way you train Mark, John's going to get the hell out of there and he's going to go look for someone new because what you're asking of him is just not appropriate. He'll never meet your expectations. You're going to be asking way too much of him. He's probably going to either burn out or hurt. Either way, you'll be out of a job. So this is the main thing I want to address is is making sure you're training your clients appropriately and that any of the stuff you like to do isn't tied to that. And I will say this. We see this a lot in CrossFit. We'll see CrossFit coaches who like to compete in CrossFit thinking their clients need to do everything under the sun because that's how they train for their sport. And that's where you'll see people doing you know, multiple sessions a day or multiple sessions within a one-hour workout window that should just be doing one of those five things. So let's get into this. So we talked about track number one, which is that GPP, that general physical preparedness. And if we have athletes, um, multiple athletes looking to, to, you know, pursue this general physical fitness. Um, you know, track, there's different ways you can look based on who that athlete is. And so when I take somebody on and they're a GPP client, which again, most of my clients are, there's going to be really three different places um, that I'm going to put them, three different categories that I'm going to place them that lets me know what we're going to be doing. They're either starting out, like I'm taking them off the couch or out of the classroom or out of work and I'm putting them into an exercise program for the first time in a long time. They don't even necessarily have to have never exercised before, but they haven't in a long time. So we're essentially starting over. Maybe they understand what the movements are, but again, it's just been years since we've done this stuff. They're severely deconditioned, right? They're having trouble with motivation. They're, they, they haven't done it in a long time. Or maybe they're in their 30s and the last time they did something was when they were playing sports in college and now they're just trying to get back in shape. All right? They're just starting out. Then there's um, where I would say most of our, our client base is gonna fall into, they're the building fitness. So it's not just that they're just starting out, they've been training for a little while, but they're still in this um, phase Of fitness where I would say they're still trying to build this this base of fitness they understand how to move they've gotten some coaching they've developed a bit of a capacity base but they're still trying to build fitness like we're not happy where we are we could still lose some body fat we we could still build some lean mass we need to work on the diet still Um, you know they have big holes in what we would call their capacity right continuum like there's things they're really good at but maybe there's things that they're just as bad at that they're that they are really good at so they have these massive holes it's not kind of this level picture where they've developed uh, capacity across the entire continuum and then there's this third category where i would consider somebody like maintaining their fitness right they're really balanced the diet's dialed in um, we've got a good uh body fat muscle mass ratio they've got some healthy lifestyle practices like we're just cruise control like they're not aggressively pursuing I really want to get this number here I want to get this score there I want to get this you know uh, time here there we're happy with where they are the clients happy the training staff's happy and we're just working on maintaining and Again, these things can, but what we're going to do right now is talk about what it can look like for these three different individuals um, and what kind of changes we might make as they transition from stage to stage. So let's, now that we've identified the three, so starting out, building fitness, and maintaining fitness. Those were the three categories. And And remind you, if this was a, so we're talking about somebody who is starting out right now, if they were 60 and starting out and uh, diabetic it is probably going to look different than if they're 23 and starting out in relatively good health we're just trying to you know start this thing before it gets out of hand so know that it it, it can still be tweaked even though i've put you know uh 23 year old and 62 year old in this starting out category i'm still going to be making some changes individualizing this approach But if somebody is starting out and what we're looking for is just building some general physical uh, preparedness, then what we're going to be doing is training two to three times a week for about 30 to 45 minutes, right? We're just starting them out two to three times a week. Listen, like this is super minimal guys, two to three times a week, 30 to 45 minutes. And that's going to be for two to three weeks, probably three depending on how fast they pick stuff up, right? But I'll say that one more time. If I have somebody who's just starting out, and what I said about that was they're severely deconditioned, right? They have to be retaught some movements or taught them initially. Um, They haven't been doing anything physical for years. They're starting out on their fitness journey. We're going to be training them. We're going to get them to work out. Regardless of whether if they're with a trainer with you or not, but we're going to be working them two to three times a week, thirty to forty five minutes for three weeks. Right. Sometimes it can be a little shorter. Sometimes it can be a little bit longer, depending on the level of deconditioning, and that that's just to get them started. Why are we doing like this? Because it's a, it, it's the long term that we're concerned with. Right? This is a general physical preparedness client. They're looking for general fitness and they're going to build a, a steady and solid base over a long period of time. There is no like, oh, we got to do this by tomorrow, by this, you know, game, by this competition, by this wedding. Like that, that, that's, you know, the wedding thing is a whole nother topic. I, I want to get in shape for this wedding. I got six weeks and then I'm just going to let everything go to hell. Uh, well, That's a whole nother thing. Finding proper, you know, wise, but let's say we've got all that figured out. We're on the same, we're on the you know, same page and they understand we're not going to get them burnt out. We're not going to overwork them at the beginning. We're going to build some healthy habits and doing this two to three times a week is usually for 30 to 45 minutes is usually something that is pretty easy to introduce for a new client. We'll talk about what we actually do here in a couple minutes because that's the the one thing that unifies all these tracks. Then when it comes to the building fitness, obviously you have to up the volume a little bit. By volume, I'm talking about uh, the overall um, training base, like how many times in a week, in a month, in a year, you're working with a client. So we're going to increase that. So we're going to work with them more. So for somebody who is starting out, we said two to three times a week, 30 to 45 minutes – Somebody who's building fitness needs to be working at a minimum of three days a week, upwards of probably closer to the five days a week mark. So I have three to five training sessions a week. And those are going to go at least 45 minutes and then as long as 60 minutes. And I know maybe some folks who aren't in the... uh who do any of the, the CrossFit stuff are going to think like 45 minutes, 30 minutes, it's not enough time. It's plenty of time because one of the things we're not getting confused with here is doing more stuff of lesser quality or lesser intensity and we're training, we're, we're teaching folks how to use intensity to get the good stuff, to actually change at a metabolic level and and. At a cellular level, make some lasting difference within the body, so we get this body changing from the inside out. And intensity does that, but it's hard, and we have to we have to gradually work it in over time. And it's relative too. I mean, we're we're gonna talk about this in a second. So, like, you know, intensity doesn't just mean like, oh, the best, you know, folks in the world at this stuff do it like this. That means you have to do it like this, and that means that it's it, it's intense. It's not what we're talking about. We'll talk about that later, but let's um, act as if we understand those terms right now. We'll address them later, right? But 45 minutes, 30 minutes for somebody new, plenty of time to get a very effective training session going on. And again, if we're talking about somebody who's building fitness and I see them five days a week and three of the days are 45 minutes and two of the days are an hour long session, I mean, that is a lot of work. Plenty of time to build someone's capacity base, right, and work on improving their fitness. Uh, when it gets into maintaining fitness, now we're, we're starting to cruise a little bit, right? So what's happening is they've been through these other... Um, sessions right so they've gone through this starting out phase essentially we're assuming right they've been through this starting out phase they've been the new person they've they've had somebody take them through a program where they ramped up the intensity and ramped up the volume slowly over time then they were in this phase of building fitness now they've got this great base and you know they've got life and kids and work and stuff too like most adults have whether they have wife or kids they still have other things they like to do usually besides being in the gym all right, let, let's remember. A lot of people's whys doesn't involve. Oh, I want to be able to do this faster or lift this thing, you know, heavier. It's usually I want to do that stuff so that other things improve. All right. I can run around and play pickup, you know, flag football with my friends, or I can, you know, golf and carry my bags. Like there's there's all kinds of reasons that don't involve in, inside the gym goals and pursuits. So when we get to this maintaining, they're at a happy place. They've built good habits. They've gotten good nutrition. Their body composition is on point. They're balanced, right? They have just as much strength as they do endurance. Their mobility and flexibility is good. Like Everything's just going the right way. So we're just looking at, you know, we're in a holding pattern. So we don't want to do too much. We can't do too little. We're talking four to six days a week. And we're going 60 minutes, maybe as long as, you know, 75 minutes to just maintain the base, to just hold the line. All right, so if we go back and review, we've talked about three different types of athletes. We talked about somebody who's just starting out, hasn't done anything in years, severely deconditioned and new to exercise. We said two to three days a week. Thirty to forty-five minutes for upwards of three weeks, and let's just say I was take okay. I was taking somebody through these stages. Three weeks could be as long as five weeks. So we're talking about maybe as long as a month and a half, two months. Right at the long end, If someone's really do- if they're doing their job too, and we've introduced good habits. They're starting to eat better. They've made you know two to three days a week. We've gone from two days to up to three days, and now we've gone three days a week for three weeks and we're going to go up on this building fitness, that's going to be a lot longer. We're we're going to be in building fitness for months, years, right? And we said building fitness was three to five days a week, 45 to 60 minutes. And then after, like I said, years of building fitness, you're in this maintaining fitness, and we're going four to six days a week. Right, 60 minutes a day maybe as long as you know 75 minutes we're doing a little bit of extra stuff you do some stuff before the workout maybe do some stuff after the workout work on some problem areas but there's are you know three different pursuits three different tracks depending on where you are in this journey and it's your job to figure out you know what's appropriate for them so I, I gave you the, the roadmap right it's sit down and talk with them, ask the questions, figure out what they look, what they look like as a person, all their physical you know limitations, you know physical background, what do they do for a living? How much do they sleep? What, all that stuff right? And then what is it you'd like to achieve working with a trainer? You ask those questions and then that should be able to figure you know, be able to figure out where they are on this continuum. Are they starting out? Are they building their fitness? Are they maintaining? Right. Then once you have the picture of who they are and how they should be training their frequency, right? What do you do? Well, I mean, we've defined this in CrossFit um, at length in detail. We do functional training. We run, we jump, we push, we pull. Functional movements to us, right? What are they? Large loads, long distances quickly. They're compound yet irreducible. We've talked about this. Deadlifts, squats, presses, cleans, jump, run, do pull-ups. All of these things that can obviously be infinitely scaled to the individual's ability. And scaled is not some nasty word. Modified, right? To the appropriate level prescribed. Prescribed. To the individual appropriately, based on where they are, all right? We do functional training. You get the most bang for your buck, right? We've we um I said it really quickly. We'll talk about it more, you know, in a podcast all about this one element. But functional movements, we said, moves a large load, a long distance, and it does it quickly. So when it talks about a deadlift. I can load a lot of weight on that bar, move it about you know, two and a half, three feet, and there's not a lot of other things that moves that much weight that far that quickly, right? So, we take that functional training approach, call it CrossFit if you want to, right? If, I mean, obviously, by if you want to, I mean, you can prescribe to that theory, but you could also just do deadlifts and presses. If you don't want to call it CrossFit, you know, don't because, you know, there's people out there who are obviously so much better at, at what they're doing and they would never call it CrossFit. So, you know, knock yourself out as long as you're doing it. And um, if you follow that, the, the proper prescription when it comes to functional training and you apply those parameters to it, you know, somebody who's starting out building fitness or maintaining fitness, I think you're going you're gonna to be successful. But I think what you saw there, the underlying theme was making sure you're following the right progression in terms of prescribing volume, and then what you're doing the whole time is the same thing, right? You're doing deadlifts and squats and running and jumping and pulling. You're just not substituting volume, you know, with really poor quality for um, intensity with really purposeful training sessions, right? I mean, you're you're there in that 30 minutes to move more than you're sitting there talking, right? So if, yeah, you're, if you're talking about, you know, who they were talking to on Tinder for half an hour, then yeah, you're not going to get a lot done. But if for 30 minutes you are moving them appropriately, but moving them, it's plenty of time and you're doing functional training you're going to be good to go. So all that was a prescription for you know general physical preparedness and we're not doing the more is more it was more it was less better is more. All right? That you need to be doing less better more often. Not more worse but a lot. All right? Don't substitute volume for intensity especially with folks who are, um, who are who are doing this gpp thing and i'm also not saying you need to you know slam you know slam their head into the concrete every single day but you have to dose them with intensity a little bit right especially if they're really looking to uh, start you know uh, you know really turning things around and being able to perform at, at a high level and then when it and then we have our that second track right and I, I kind of cut that off a little quick just because again I'm gonna talk more about intensity I'll I'll talk more about functional training but that's just a snapshot of of what it's gonna look like to train those folks right so um, send me emails ask questions about that and uh, you know maybe we'll I'll address those questions on later episodes but also if you send us um, questions on the Facebook page and the Instagram page both are are elevate trainer development. Um, I'll definitely answer them and then address them on future shows. So that's our our GPP track. And then we have that sports specific track. And this is going to look totally different because we're not training anymore for just general physical fitness. All right. That's the main underlying difference here. Right. And this will probably be a lot shorter of a conversation because it's going to be completely dependent on obviously the sport and the athlete. You know, I'm not going to train the 12 year old female gymnast the same way I'm going to train the 17 year old middle linebacker. Right. But now the considerations I'll make to figure out what it is they need are probably going to be pretty similar. I'm going to say, who are they? How old? Male or female? right. Number two, what sport do they play and what level are they at? Are they in middle school? Are they getting ready for the NFL combine? These are questions to ask. They'll affect the training program. Uh, the next series of questions, where are they in the season? Is it off season? Is it preseason? Are they in season? So these are the, the considerations to make. Right number one, who are you talking to? Right, male, female. What's their age? Number two, what sport are they playing? Are they a wrestler? Are they a football player? Are they a gymnast? Number three, what level of that sport are they at? And not only what level of that sport are they at? Um, a caveat to that is is what's their training background. 'Cause maybe they're at a high level in the sport but have zero background in, in exercise or strength and conditioning. Or maybe they have a lot of background in exercise or strength and conditioning, but they're newer to the sport, or they're looking to get into a sport. Right? And, and that sport can be functional fitness pursuits also. CrossFit competitions or functional fitness competitions. Like let's just say that, that that's no different than football or gymnastics. It just it has its own skill set. But it's still, if you're competing in the sport of CrossFit, I I hate to say it like this, it's it's not necessarily the unknown and the unknowable anymore. You know when that competition is. You have some relative, you know, relatively basic standards on what you should be able to do, what you need to be able to do, right? And you know when it is, and you know how many events it's going to be. Relatively, all right? You show up. There's three events. <gasps> oh no, now there's four. I mean, come on. Like we know what we're doing. We've all been we've been doing this long enough. So if it's the sport of crossfit it's 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 pretty known and knowable at this point right i mean yes they might throw in some heavy sled you have to figure out how to push it but like again if it's a sport you kind of know when it is and you can kind of build your season around that okay so those are the the questions you're going to make. And then what are you going to do with them? You're going to still do functional movements, but you're also going to be doing a lot of other things that may be applicable to that individual and unique sport that maybe you wouldn't do if you were just doing a GPP program because it's not necessarily going to help you with uh, developing the metabolic base, but it would help you... Um, with unique skill or application of skills or ability to complete some sort of skill-specific uh, pattern in a sport. All right, so the training can get a little bit more into the weeds and a little bit more um, uh, applicable to the unique demands of the sport. In terms of what you're going to see from a sport-specific athlete in terms of frequency, um, the off season will have a lot more volume than the, the the other stages, right? They can train more. They're they're usually looking to recover early in the off season. They're looking to recover from the season they just finished. If they're banged up, they're going to need to heal up and train. You're also going to build some absolute strength, so you'll do some of the heavier, slower lifts because you're trying to you know build some strength and power and just absolute kind of. Absolute strength, right? In the preseason, you're going to try to build some some more power, where you're going to do maybe some more of the explosive lifts, Olympic variants, right? You're looking to have, I would say, you're looking to have a functional application to the strength and power you've built in the off season. So you want to make sure that your your athletes can move, right? And the the volume maybe isn't going to be affected as much you might initially bump up the volume a little bit before you even turn it back down and then in the in season you're looking to maintain so your volume your the amount of times you're going to see that athlete might go way down right? right but you're looking to maintain so you're not going as heavy you're you're um and then your main job is just to not hurt them in the gym right because they need to perform on the field and so you're just trying to look. You're trying to keep as much as you built in the off season, a preseason. All right. So I hope you can see, sports specific is very, um, is very goal and task oriented. GPP is more just kind of like pursuing this ready state, this generally physically ready. So let's say this. There's a significant amount of increased urgency that would be placed on sports specific training. If it's preseason, right? Or, you know, it's in season, I'm training it like there's a game day. There is an event that I have to be ready for this GPP. Right, is gonna be a lot more drawn out, a lot more. Hey, just slow drip every day, little bit, little bit. I don't, it's not all or nothing every single day. And that's maybe the biggest takeaway here slow down with your people, right? And be in it for the long run. There's no quick fixes. Again, if you go too much, too fast, too soon, too often, people are either gonna get burnt out, hurt, right? Or they're going to start to stagnate just because the program doesn't allow them to, to rebuild enough. There, there's, you have, as the leader, have put too much emphasis on what you're chasing and not the chasing. I think that that's maybe the good little line is sports specific training is about what you're chasing. GPP stuff is about chasing. It's the process. Sports is, sports specific stuff is about the end goal. What happened? You know, how did the season go? Did you make the team? It's about the outcome. And GPP, general physical preparedness, is about the process. Because we're, you know, we don't want to get to the point where we're done. Because you know, you're uh, down for the count. We're out of it at that point, right? We're always on the journey, we're always in the process as long as it's still taken away. I think that's that's a big takeaway. You know, other than that, the, the stylistic approach to training for me and my athletes is is gonna be, you know, pretty much uh, the same thing, the functional movements with a little bit more uh, sport-specific um, variations applied to the the athletes that I work with gpp if i'm working with my grandma you know i might be taking things a little bit slower i'm still going to try to get her a little bit of intensity but um you know the everything's going to be exponentially slower and more drawn out you know if i'm working with a 22 year old that continuum might get a little bit more aggressive but when we get into that building and maintaining fitness right we start talking about the long, the the end goals, and and people can go back and forth between these two, these GPP and sports specific. You just have to make sure you always know your why, right? So if we're going to review all this, when we talked about programming, you know, for, when we when we talk about programming in this context, we talk about what is it that we're doing. We're talking about building an appropriate training program for the clients that we have in front of us. We said the first thing we have to do is, is figure out who we're training and then figure out why we're training them. What do they want? Right? Who? Why? We said there was two tracks, this general physical preparedness and this sport track, sport specific. We said it's our job to create a proper training program right? that meets specific goals and needs depending on what the client's asking for right? GPP, we said there were three different categories, starting out building fitness, maintaining fitness. We said we did functional training with these people. We kind of put some context to what functional training, meant, functional movement, what that meant. We'll talk more about it later. Then we talked about sports specific, right? That it was, To perform well in a given endeavor in a given sport, triathlon, right, football, gymnastics, whatever it is, we said there were three different phases: off season, preseason, in season. We said there were decisions to be made based on who the athlete was, age, right, sex, training background, level of sport, right, and then we we said uh, we were going to have a similar approach to how we train them with just some more. Maybe some more sport specific variation thrown in there. So uh, these are the things that I think about when I sit with somebody for the first time, right? It has nothing to do. Again, everything that I have learned about fitness and exercise, you know, from my time with athletes, trying to get ready for the major league baseball draft, to uh, the you know seniors class. When I go up to uh, go to California and work with the the CrossFit health clients and, and everything in between, my time as a personal trainer, you know, doing all the things you learn in a commercial gym setting and from different companies, ACE, NASM, NSCA, like everything, things you learn when you when you take a yoga class or a spin class. Everything has value, and it's all sitting there in the toolbox. So Obviously, what my approach is, you know, I do CrossFit as as a, as an exerciser. But what I like to do, and the movements I like or don't like, don't come into my thought process when I'm building a program for someone else. I ask myself the questions: Who am I working with? What are their goals? Where are they now? what are what do they struggle with or what are they do they excel at what do they want to get from this and we build a program around that now if somebody just doesn't like something it's my job to kind of talk them through decisions i've made and make sure we're on the same page All right if i said hey i think this is the best way to do this for us and your goals now and they're like oh i just don't like to do that I, I just i just like to walk 20 minutes like you know like of course like yes I have to try to steer them, you know, to uh, um, the right choices. And that's what I'm there to help do. We're there to help guide them and help them make the right decisions so that eventually maybe they don't need you and they're starting to do this on their own. And that's, you know, another topic. Are you you creating somebody that's dependent on you or that's, you know, you're educating them along the way. So I, I, you know, like I said, there were a lot of different little holes we could have dropped off into. When we when we're talking about programming, this is just kind of my overall discussion on what it's like to build a fitness program for someone else. And we'll go into um, every little you know uh, topic here that we talked about today is, can be another sub sub topic that we talk about later. Like we can talk for an hour on the the first time you sit with a client. We can talk an hour on writing a workout program for someone starting out, and then a whole another discussion on building fitness, maintaining fitness, what is functional training, sport specific training for uh gymnasts. Like each one of these is a separate conversation that we will have. So anyways, a little bit longer today, about 45 minutes today. I hope it was helpful. Um if you have questions, um uh, make sure you guys are reaching out to us. Again, um we have created an Instagram page. It's just Elevate Trainer Development. Same thing for Facebook. Um you guys can reach out to us on there. Uh, We will have we have a website that's coming together soon where all of these will be all the episodes will be placed. Um, We'll also have some services that we're launching, and it's basically going to be a mentorship program with some different tracks. Um, if you're somebody who's looking at getting started training, somebody who has um, recently got into the industry, um, again, I I usually know I'm talking to CrossFitters here, so um, that's who my large base is. So if you're somebody who has just done the level one, you're getting ready for level two. They'll be that that'll be our second track, and then if you're doing your you've done your level two and you're pursuing you know more information, and, and you're looking for resources as you get ready um, to take that level three exam. Um, which again, this isn't about just going and getting new credentials. It's about learning and preparing, and then those are a reflection of the things you've you've come to learn. Um, but we'll have multiple tracks that we'll be able to offer and and, and help you guys on that journey. So, um, thanks for listening again, guys, and. We are, the plan is to be releasing one of these every single week. Uh, it may get to the point where we're doing two a week. We'll see how it goes um, if we have a lot of demand. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. Okay, have a great night. We look forward to talking to you guys next week. Bye-bye.